Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, on this episode of the GH Report, you probably didn't ask for this and you probably are not going to like it, but James is gone and Lucretia and I are in the house to break down the latest happenings in Port Charles. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. That is right. Look at that. As always, that familiar song can mean only one thing. It is time for the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. Hi, everybody. This is the show where we break down the latest happenings in Port Charles. We usually do it with three people, but today you are just stuck with the leftovers, the two of us. I'm your host, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. And I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys. You can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And as always, Papa Bear, James Lott Jr., on assignment. In fact, he's uh, you know busy um, just being a, a big Hollywood actor today. Yeah. That's right. Fact. Yeah, uh, he's actually acting in a movie as we speak right now yeah. uh, the, with the role of a lifetime, playing a host named James. Mm-hmm. So I hope he can do it. <laughs> That's fingers it. crossed guys. fingers crossed that's right mm-hmm. uh, so anyway folks so you can like us on Facebook give us those five stars on iTunes subscribe to the YouTube channel and Lucretia's got her computer open which means the chat is up and running so feel free to hop in share your thoughts about the, the show in, in general or this week's episodes in particular and speaking of likes there were, there were mm-hmm. tweets <laughs> banded about uh, and I forgot to I, I, had a, I, had a, I had a response and then I got distracted and I never replied to it and I was like oh I forgot to do it so we'll just save it to now uh, we reached 1,500 likes yeah, on, on Facebook. Now, now, the thing I like about that <laughs> is uh, Ladine, of course, set this lofty goal of 2,000. Yeah. She, she's been gone almost, what, over a year, right? Almost a year? Yeah, I think about a year. Yeah. Yeah, about a year, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, we're still, like, maybe when she left, we were, what, a little over 1,000? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're doing great, guys. Doing great. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that only th- 500 got more to go guys you know only we just have to spite frank that's right yeah just yeah. It, it is like, uh no. is your hatred of me worth yeah. giving the gh report facebook page a like <laughs> who knows who knows uh i hope it is that'd be great i'd love i'd love for us to get 2,000 likes that'd be fantastic uh to see what the next goal will be <laughs> if somebody says 10,000 i'm gonna i'll just like all right that's it see you later guys no. bye-bye uh, so, uh, you know, because we, like Christian and I weren't here for the past two weeks, James Lott Jr. was holding down the fort because, you know, he's the, the, the man about town. Yeah. He's got it dialed in. We didn't get a chance to uh, say our farewells to the legendary Tracy Quarterman. What did you think about those farewell episodes? You know, I really loved them. I mean, if we're going to get a good farewell for Tracy, especially as, you know, kind of rushed it seemed, you know, with, with Jane Elliott's announcement and stuff like that. I was really impressed with what they did in a lot of ways. The, you know, courtroom purgatory stuff was really funny. We got to see a lot of characters we don't normally get to spend time with, which was good, you know, like Nathan. And we got to see Sonny not be, I mean, Maurice not be Sonny. Just sort of like a funny character version, which I really liked because he's a comedian. I, you know, love to see that side since I hate the character of Sonny so much. But, yeah, and, like, too, it was funny because it's like, well, Anthony Cigar is also available. So that was a good nod to Tracy's history with the mob. I liked that. And, you know, then her final farewell with, you know, going off to, you know, spend time with herself and things like that, you know, with Ned changing his name. And then just every little bit of that. Who was there? You know, Hayden, Finn, I mean, her new friends, as well as, you know, her big farewell with Monica and especially Dylan and Ned. I, I loved everything about that. Just her relationship with Dylan and Ned is really special. It was uh, what I did like is she's saying her goodbyes there mm-hmm. in the Cordovan mansion and uh, says her uh, final farewells to uh, Dylan and then then just touches Kiki on the shoulder. That was it. That was it. <laughs> he just got, got the shoulder touch and then moved on. I mean, I know there was probably not much to say since the relationship is still kind of new, yeah. but I just did like it was just like. 
All right. It was like, <laughs> you prob- we probably won't ever see each other again. <laughs> like, it was so funny. Yeah. Like, it was funny. And, and I really liked Tracy with Michael, actually. That was yes. surprisingly, you know, really heartfelt and good. The one thing that irked me was the Lulu. Because it was just cut off. Yes. Like, why, yeah. why did they have to make her get yeah. a phone call? I'm like, why? Because we know you, you're not really going to be talking to Maxie. Yeah. We just know that's not going to be physically happening since so she's not, not currently on the show right now. So I was like, oh. Yeah, that was the only thing that was frustrating to me. But yeah, just the ending with Luke. Ugh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was that uh, was that just enough taste of that? Would you wanted uh, at least them to have a scene together? Or just the fact that they made that connection was enough for you? To me, I think just having that was a, a perfect send-off. Because it didn't seem forced. It was just, you know, it's almost like, like the end of... Uh, the Dark Knight Returns when Alfred sees Bruce yep. and Selena. It's there just like that. That nod. That yeah, we're okay. You know, Dark, man. <laughs> yeah. It's uh. So odds are, I mean, I feel like whenever Ned and Olivia do get married, I don't know. Maybe you could get Jane Elliott to come back for a special thing like that. Yeah. What are the odds that? I mean, at least she name checks that she's together with Luke. Or you, do you feel like they're? Because I feel like all those flashbacks where she was looking at the painting. Just for like a reminder, like, hey, in case you guys don't, you know, didn't remember, these two guys really had a connection, uh, and we're gonna just so you are set up for that big payoff at the end when they do see each other in the cafe. Yeah, I really hope that, especially because she, you know, Jane is so close with Wally. I see her coming for the wedding, it, it just like because it's not like she's going anywhere. She was retiring, and a lot of you know, like Anthony coming back for her send off as well. I, I just see that that being something they could work out. But I would like to see her be like, you know, say she's with Luke, because I liked a lot of what her ending was was a lot of memories of Luke because I love that relationship. That know? that was great, and I mean, again, I think we mentioned this before, but I, I guess it just feels uh, just shows how much respect he had for her that he'd be willing to come back just to, to at least give that little kind of wrap up to to kind of both their characters. Yeah. Which is really nice. I like the idea of the two of them just kind of going off and doing their thing. Yeah, that's what I, you know, would really just like to hear. Because, yes, it was great for Tracy to go off on her own, but she didn't even intend to find Luke. So, you know, it was sort of kismet, yeah. It would be just because the kind of catharsis both characters have kind of gone through as they were both leaving. Admittedly, I mean, I guess that's a great thing with writing Mm -hmm. great characters that you get, you want to see what would happen with those two characters and kind of, they've kind of moved to different points of their life, now reconnecting what that relationship would be. And I'd love to see them kind of both kind of a little bit more, uh, you know, kind of exercise some of their, their inner demons and now seeing them together, what that would be like. Yeah, that'd be good to see. You know, if they both want to come out of retirement for things, that's great. Yeah, but things <laughs> yeah. will, uh, things we can just hope for. Yeah, um, Casey Hutchinson in the chat says, well, Nancy Lee Grand said that she does think we'll see Jane again. And, and yeah, as I say, I think that that would, uh, you know, have been a little bit, you know, Weird if she's not at Ned's wedding. So yeah. I, I do see that that's happening. But oh, look at him now. Yeah. He's a quarterman, which is yeah. awesome. I, yeah, like I liked the name change. And two, it was almost just like a send off. Like this wrap up also wrapped up the Larry Ashton character. And I was totally okay with that. Yeah. Because, you know, kind of like Paul Hornsby, they weren't really notable characters. I loved Paul's return, though. So I like that he's still acknowledged in Dylan's life, even though Dylan goes by quarterman. But, yeah, with um, Larry Ashton, to to not have the original actor come back and just the way that the character was, it was a good way of wrapping that up as well because Ned is on the canvas, but we don't really need Larry in his life. Oof, no. I'm good. I'm, I am good, at least right now, never seeing Lord Larry Ashmore ever again. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm good with that. Yeah, and uh, Taylor Jones uh, brought up that Tracy's exit had her sobbing. I will say I, I shed a tear. Well, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's just uh, there's definitely a hole in the Quartermain Mansion right now, and yeah. uh, you know, and it just it just makes you frustrated. That's like, I want them to lock down Wally Kurth on that contract. Because, yeah, I'm so surprised we haven't heard about that yet. Oh man, it's like, come on, Gh, you, you know how how much the fans would love to have him on there, but. Uh, well, I'm fingers crossed that because uh, if you're going to get a, you're, you're teeing him up for a wedding, you do these big things with this character where you're changing his name. You're going to get him more involved with the family. I feel like yes, yeah. this is this is the time to lock him down and do some really great stuff for the Quartermain family. Yeah, and they're you know renewing contracts left and right like Roger Howarth, and then they got 
I am blanking on her name, Marion from All My Children. Chat, you guys help me out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, she'll be coming in, and then, you know, so they've, they've had some news lately that, so why not yes. Wally's contract? Oh, uh, just do it. Just please, yeah. please, please, please. And the fact that even Olivia is willing to change her last name to Quartermain as well, too. Yeah, I like that. Because, too, Olivia and Dante have always sort of been a part of the Quartermain family because of Lulu. Mm -hmm. And they've never, you know, Tracy, you know, I like the way she is with Olivia. And Olivia respects Tracy, too. They have a good relationship. You know, it's, you know, kind of like her with Monica. They're going to bicker because, you know, everybody loves Ned. But the thing is, is, uh, you know, the Falconaries are a good part that could come in with the Quartermains and it wouldn't seem weird or forced. No, that'd that'd be nice. Uh, I'll be curious to see when the wedding does happen. Yeah, and it's Jennifer Bessie. Thank you guys. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. uh, I, I just wanted to, since I, I was, I love watching those episodes. So I just wanted to just give it a chance, just to give our chances to chat. I know James had a great show last week with Wally Kurth called oh, in yeah, and I everything. Know. So that was cool. So yeah, he was able to get a chance to uh, give a salute to Jane Elliott and her career as Tracy Quarterman. But just wanted to give a little shout out to her as well. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into the stuff that happened this week, and I guess we'll and we'll touch back in on uh, the story. And since uh, Lucretia and I weren't back for a couple of weeks, so as we talk about various storylines, we may reference moments or thoughts that we have about these storylines for the past couple of weeks too. They kind of tie into where we're at currently with these stories. Uh, we'll start off right now with you know, stuff that I'm not really enjoying. <laughs> we'll, we'll jump right into your favorite person. Oh. Uh, let's talk about Sunny, Carly, Martina, uh, Diane, and we'll throw an Ava in the mix with this too. <laughs> This is, oof, yeah, it is awful. I mean, I'm like, wow, like you couldn't have given a worse storyline for the Sonny and Carly divorce to have Sonny sleeps with her lawyer, really. I mean, and I'm sorry, this new lawyer character is just like not at all likable to me. I'm like, oh my god, like no one cares. Let's move on. <laughs> it's just like I feel like Sonny has been under the umbrella of possibly, you know, thinking that he had slept with Nell. When, you know, he didn't really, but he had been uh, yeah. operating under that assumption. So now what do we do? We kind of clear him of that, but then we throw him right back in the mix where he slept with somebody else that he doesn't want Car- Carly to know about. I'm like, well, we're just right back where we started again. Why are we repeating the story beat? Yeah, that's what I say. It's like, why are we just basically rehashing a lot of the same stuff? And my biggest issue with this storyline is it seems very inconsistent because for the majority of it, I like Carly in this. She is like, no, screw him. He signed this over to me. That's the way he wants to be. He's all pissed about me and Jax. We're not getting back together, but I don't feel bad about sleeping with Jax, nor should she, honestly, with the what you know, with the information she had at the time and the way that Sonny has behaved. I don't care about that. I'm glad she's owning it. But then there will be these conversations with somebody like Bobby that is just like, oh, no, you know, back down. I'm like, really? This is not even what Bobby would be saying. Yeah. And that's what a, the biggest issue with this storyline is. It's a repeat, and it's inconsistent. Yeah. I think I feel like the frustrating thing is, too, is that it's when you hear, like, Diane have that scene where she talks with Carly. And she says, you know, what were you expecting? This is how Sunny mm-hmm. is. You know how he is. You guys are more 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 likely than not going to find your way back together again. So I also feel like, well, yeah, I think these they're going to yeah. find their way back together again. So why am we watching this? Just kind of, uh, it's like I, I just wanted to, like as you know, you're going to end up back together. We all know it. You know it. Just let's just get to that point already because I don't want to see this like Carly being. I'm not going to give any. I'm not. Mm-hmm. He signed it to me. I'm not giving it back. And Sonny being like, well, I'm not going to back down either. Like, oh, I just I feel like I don't want to watch this for the next however many weeks this is going to take. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. is The chat's pretty well saying the same stuff. Taylor Jones is like, Sonny is the biggest hypocrite on planet Earth, along with Carly. I mean, uh, Claire, 1965, if he is so tired of the Sonny and Carly drama. I mean, and that's the thing, is we all know they're going to just eventually get back together because they're... There are other people that they could be involved with, but no, like without Jax, without uh, she who shall not be named. <laughs> yes, and you know, there's that's where it's gonna go because that's how soaps are. Is these characters will wind up together. So I don't understand this whole like sleeping with other people, divorce drama. If you know they're going to just eventually get back together and because it's been done so many times. And I feel like that's the frustrating thing. It's like the, the show has to decide either they're going to keep them together or permanently break them apart because I, as a fan, I don't want to always feel like I, like their story arc is that they get together, then some kind of drama happens and then they break apart for 
a year, maybe two, and then they're back together again. And if they keep repeating that pattern again, I like I don't want to see that. Yeah, like I literally don't care about their characters at this point as far as together. I mean, and the thing is, is I'm liking Carly. And to me, it, it, it's hard to like Carly if she goes back to Sonny after this point. After all the things he said to her over the past week, the sleeping with her lawyer, keeping that a, a, again, it's hard to respect this character. And that's the problem is like, you're just going to put them back together. So all you've done is ruin Carly again. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. you know, I, I feel like this Martina character, why she just didn't, right up front, as soon as Sunny walked in the room going, oh, oh I gotta, yeah. I gotta excuse myself. Well, and two, it's just like, why would you have her character even do that? No names, like, oh my God, we all know this is going to be something stupid. Yeah. It's like, okay, this doesn't even make logical sense. Uh, and of course, then we've got Ava watching this whole <laughs> thing, and then Ava just sticking her nose just in and just pushing buttons that I feel like, man, why, Ava, you just can't leave well enough in the limb. You just got to just keep poking the bear. Well, and I think that's the thing, though, is like Ava didn't really want to do that until she's trying to be reasonable with something, you know, even made a comment about how they worked well together at the uh, school trying to get Avery in there and stuff like that, compliment him. And then he was a huge dick to her. So I'm sorry at this point. I'm like, you know, I'm always on Ava's side. But yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, screw them. I mean, they are, they treat her like crap. And I get, she slept with their son and stuff like that. But she loved him. And yes, she may have been part of what the way he went down. But, and I, again, that was something I wish they dropped. And I thought they did, the stupid medication nope, stuff. Of course and then not. it's like, nope, we're just going to hand it off to another character. It's like, my God. Screw you, writers. This is just so stupid. <sighs> yes. So yeah, yeah. the lithium, I'm, of yeah. course, has been passed on to Andre's yeah. hands, who's done a test and found out that it's only 300 milligrams when he prescribed 600. So now the whole big deal is like, oh, my gosh, what, the, what what's okay. happened? How did I they... found this on the web for who has done a test to find out oh. that it's over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks, Siri, for chiming in with that special yeah. thought on that moment. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, well, Siri's thoughts <laughs> yeah, That's on right. GH. Sounds great. Thank you, Siri. <laughs> so I, and now I feel like Andre's like on a hunt, yeah. but like it's it's somebody in the lab side that's kind of uh, done this incorrectly. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for how long it gets back to when not the lab procedures were correct. So how do, how do the pills get changed? And where do we go down from there? And again, it, it's just, it's such a dumb thing. It, it was something that they seem to have thrown just to be able to get all of the blame off Sonny, Carly, Morgan, anyone named Corinthos. They wanted all of the blame off them for this death. And that's the thing is, so you concocted this dumb little out that, again, in the big scheme of things, didn't actually lead to his death. I mean, he could have been hit by a bus. Yes. You know, that's sort of the thing. And to continue with it and try to take a good character who needs a better storyline and then have him now go down this rabbit hole for no reason. I mean, I get he was Morgan's doctor and cared about him and stuff like that and was really upset about this. But he's a doctor. He doesn't have time for this. The fact that they're even bothering, like, it's like, where are you going with this? Other than Ava's finally on top, got this info on Sunny, and you're just going to pull the rug out from under her? This is why people don't like Sunny. Because he never loses. He never does. No, yeah. it's uh, well, and uh, poor Andre. It's like there are some cases that uh, that that stick with you. This is one of them. This is mine. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And again, Morgan's illness isn't even really what killed him. It's not like he killed himself. Yes, no. he died in a car. Like I think people forget, it's not like he was erratic and bipolar, got in the car and drove it into a tree. That would be where his illness was the problem. He got into a car, and it blew up. That yes. is mob violence. Yeah. I that mean, is not anything to do with his bipolar disorder because he could have gotten into his own car and that could have happened with the mob violence. That's so, true. I mean, he pulled yeah. over Jason, talked him off the ledge, yeah. and he was getting out to go get help, and then everything went kablooey. So, yeah, yeah it's... Yeah, I re- that's the problem I have with this storyline is they don't even seem to remember what happened. And that's why I'm here to just remind them and everybody else. Oh, I'm like Atlantis Morissette. I'm here to remind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah. I... Oh, you know, because you bring up a point. Yeah. Like, again, another reason it would have been great to assign Ingo Rademacher on for yeah. a contract or at least, you know, some chunk of time to be able to have him in a mix because you're right. I don't see Carly on on this current canvas. I don't see her getting involved with anybody else. I just yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing is I could see Carly with, um, you know, Jax. Like, and that's really how it should be because they were so great. I love their scenes with Jocelyn. 
But yeah, I mean, there is Andre, even though I want him with Anna, you know, he has chemistry with Carly. Same thing with Finn and uh, Hayden. They have good chemistry, but Carly had chemistry with Finn. Yeah. You know, I hate to see them break up again or whatever, but there are other people on the canvas that they could try. They just don't want to. And Sonny, he just needs to get a vasectomy and go away for a while. Like, you know, the thing is, is you know, they he has a kid with every woman he meets, I swear. I mean, this yeah, lawyer's probably going to wind up pregnant. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. That would uh, what a nice twist that would be. But <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is the last we've seen of her though, because when she kind of throws her throws her out of the restaurant, I feel like she's just heading back to L.A. She's yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's it was kind of a <clears> dumb <throat> little one off storyline. No offense to the actress, it was just fine, but it was just like, why are we even doing this? Yeah, that's so. just like, you know, if you want to really invest and in, get into the dirty deed or the deets of this whole divorce, honestly, who I thought that they were going to recommend was Nora. I really oh, thought yeah. Nora that was going to come back. Yeah. Because I, it's like that's also somebody that Sonny couldn't be swayed by. Uh, or they couldn't, uh, they couldn't be swayed by Sonny. And it's like, well, you've already kind of established that she's floating around. Why are we introducing this somebody from, uh, from Los Angeles? Like you've got Nora sitting right there who's already gone, uh, gone up against Diane in the past yeah. and beat her. So that's a really cool, interesting dynamic to have them go back into court facing off against each other. And I think that's the thing is I get that there's a lot of lawyers on – I mean or like I see Carly not getting Rick. But why couldn't Carly have Diane and Sonny have Rick or something? You have so many lawyers. You've got Scotty Baldwin. You have uh, Rick Lansing. You have Alexis, but she was, you know, indisposed. She doesn't have her law license. And then, of course, Diane. I mean, and they've had other ones in the past, like, that you've seen. Why just get the, some hire someone random, especially when Nora was such a good choice? Yeah. Like, and that it would have been a good way to bring her back. I mean, especially now that we have another All My Children, mm. you know, character, another Dead Soap character. It's cool, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only reason you bring her in is because that's somebody that you you – Decide, like, all right, this is somebody that Sonny could sleep with. Which, yeah. like, oh, why did you decide to go down this road? It's like every woman who comes into this show, I swear, is, is forced to have sex with Sonny if they're uh, past a certain age. That's right. It's like, if you're over 35, you have to have sex with Sonny on this show. Yeah. It's, yep. <laughs> is that written into yeah, I'm guessing contract? that is yep. the rule. <laughs> all right. There you go. Can anyone think of any female character who's come on here other than, like, say, like a Diane or something? That, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Sky Quartermain? Oh yeah, I don't think they ever hooked up. Yeah, yeah but I mean, really? she she certainly I mean didn't uh, she had Alcazar, so it was, you know, yeah, similar kind of uh, blueprint there. But exactly, uh, <laughs> I love how Sawyer Olive brings up Claire Walsh. It's like, yeah, that was another female lawyer who had sex with Sonny. <laughs> oh man, uh, so uh, yeah, so we, we we kind of danced around some of the All My Children stuff. Why don't we just jump right in to? The other big revelation, which I feel, I feel like people had already kind of figured out by this point, though, is that Anna is really Alex. Yeah. From, uh, from All My Children. When do you think the switch took place? Um, I think it was right after, you know, the incident where, you know, the Griffin, the, the Olivia stuff. I think that, you know, and Robin may have been in on it. And that they, because that's the thing, is it's, I think Anna is talking to Alex. So I don't think that, you know, it's you anything so. nefarious. I think, I mean, other than they're after Valentine, but I think that she put her in her place to get the information and then wanted to go off and, you know, because that's the thing is it made it look like Anna might have been in distress at the same time, but she also is dealing with an illness. So, yeah, I think it was right after, like, the Olivia stuff kind of, you know, settled and that Robin may know. Because I... Do you think? Because I also feel like, like when she she yeah. had that conversation with her in the park, which yeah. I can't wait to guys get excited because yeah. I'm we're gonna jump right into that stuff in just a moment. <laughs> Frank oh, loves man. outside. Oh things. man! But like during that conversation that yeah. she has with Robin, I, I feel like yeah, like she's lying. She's irritated that yeah. Robin's on the phone with her. I, I feel like I don't know if Robin really knows the deal. That's true. I didn't think about that conversation about Emma because um, that's the thing. Is I'm like surely uh, you know. Because I almost feel that a lot of times Alex is talking to somebody that we know, like Anna or Robert or, you know, and that's the thing is, you know, maybe it's Robert who knows where Anna is. But I I just, I don't think she's in distress. And I, knowing Anna's character, I knew it wasn't her for like a while. And I was assuming that Alex, because I watched all my children and that, you know, they seem to be bringing back stuff after the lawsuit ended. And that was a really good way to go because how do we get Valentine when we also have Anna, you know, dealing with this illness? 
So, and Anna wouldn't be doing these uh, tactics. But I just don't think that she's unaware of it. Yeah, yeah it'd be interesting. So the way they shot it, like, she wakes up. Mm. I mean, it sure doesn't seem like she's being, like, held against her will in that hospital scene. At least just from, yeah. like, didn't seem very, like, the nurse didn't seem, like, nefarious or anything no, like that. No, and that was why I was like, I think she did this on purpose, you know? Mm. Yeah, I'll be, uh, yeah, I'll be curious to see how they're working together or what the deal is. So, I mean, the whole big pursuit is, like, trying to figure out what Kamara is. Trying to figure out this Kamara thing. Mm. And... Uh, we've we get a, it ties into several storylines. So we also get finally something for for Jason to be kind of involved with now, which is great. But we find out that Chimera was a virus that, of course, uh, Valentine took, and then he, we find out that even though Alex slash Anna don't know this, that he sold it to uh, or gave it to Helena. So she's in possession of that. While at the same time, she had good old Stone Cold. Uh, <laughs> On the island, and I like the way they just slightly cheated that to make it look like, oh, wait, is that is that kind of like a Steve Burton profile? Yeah, that's getting beat up on as he's chained up to this uh, these rocks uh, to kind of go like his kind of brainwashing that is going to happen. So uh, we have that going on while Chimera comes into play too. So somehow Helena, even though she's dead now, Chimera was in her possession at one point, whether it still is or where it's at now. Oh, actually, we know where it is yeah. now. It's in. Little boy Jake's magic box Magic gift. box. Oh, boy. So we get to see Jake coming around with a vial of Chimera to see what that's going to do. Well, and the thing is, is what Chimera is like different, someone with two different strands of DNA. And that's another word for it. So that's why I'm thinking that maybe they're using that name for maybe that reason. And two, it may tie to a possibly a tale of two Jasons. And that's what I'm hoping, is just because they've not shown Steve Burton lately, even though they were a lot of before this. So there's a part of me that, you know, and again, it's maybe wishful thinking, is that maybe all this ties back to the fact that the real Jason is still out there, and that I don't think that this Jason doesn't know he's not Jason. Kind of like how Victor didn't know he wasn't Todd. Yes. On One Life to Live. So, again, that's my hoping of this uh, storyline. But, yeah, this is at least interesting. And I like how it's tying in Anna Valentine, Helena, but I I don't really like Jason in the storyline. It's... Uh, Yeah, I mean, the one thing at least I liked is that it was enough of, like, him being angry at Franco. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. they've got a history. I understand. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, but but I also feel like it just gets hit. Especially, I mean, who am I? I mean, I haven't dealt with any of the situations. I mean, you know, that stuff sticks with you. But just as a viewer, sometimes it just gets really like, okay, we're trying to rehabilitate this character and move him past this point, but you characters just keep dragging him back to this point. So it makes it tough. Yeah, and that's the problem is that you know Elizabeth can move on and trust Franco and. To be honest, because Franco has not done anything untrustworthy in a long time on mm-hmm. this show. And that's the frustrating part, is Elizabeth and these a lot of these other characters can move on. And I get that Jason and Sam have the biggest reason to dislike this person. Uh, other than, say, Michael, who also just seems to forgive him and it's fine. Uh, you know, and even Carly's more civil with him than them. And it's just a matter of... So, the biggest thing that he did, this supposed rape of Sam, they unwrote it so it's kind of you don't have that to fall back on anymore and it's frustrating to see their characters just never grow up and get you know i'm not saying get over it because yeah the franco did some messed up stuff Mm -hmm. but it's been a long time since he was that person and your own son trusts this person you know he is trying to be there for your son and this is the only person he does trust at the moment to not think of that when you chain him back up when you know he was trying to help jason yes and it's just like dude you seem like a real douche i mean it's kind of hard to be on jason's side and that when it's just like you know jake wants franco at that party too (laughs) what's crazy to me is that how fast franco got to to greece like that was like within the episode (laughs) he is there i'm like huh how did that happen so fast yeah, that was very odd how they did that. That was just kind of unbelievable. But it was just a matter of, like, how did Jason get... I mean, Jason left, too. It's like, uh, they have, like, a quick jet to Greece they do, and yep. Fort Charles. Like, I, I think that... Because the, that, it's always been like that. Every time they go to Cassidy Island, it's like, whoop. I mean, I, I was at mm. least uh, interested about that pairing because it's been a while since we've had the two of them just kind of working together. Well, I mean, in scenes together and not 
just wanting to kill each other or trying to intentionally antagonize each other. So to see them kind of be put in a situation where they're trying to put aside their feelings for each other because they're trying to help Jake. I thought that was that was interesting. And but the whole sequence where you know Jason decides to chain himself back up and yeah. let Franco punch him. I'm like, oh man, all right, I'm gonna get into the mind of Helena. Mm. All right. Oh, all right. This is so weird. And that was sort of the thing. Is like he was like, "Oh, I'm paying you back." But and that was the thing. Is like, okay, Jason, like you told Franco to do this. Yeah. Uh, and that was the thing is, and somebody even tweeted me. Let me see if I can find who it was about how like it's kind of hard to be on Jason's side now. Um, after that, because it's just really crappy. Yeah. And so I mean, it's all leading up to uh, May the seventh, which yeah. is already. In showtime hasn't happened yet, but in our, even though it's passed in our real time. But that's Jake's birthday. He's, of course, got some magic box that, that has the chimera inside it. So whatever he plans on doing with that that chimera, I, I'm assuming it's a virus. It must be. Yeah, that's what I, I'm some guessing. Sort of some sort of vial, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, where is he going to unleash it? How is he going to unleash it? Maybe it's going to be used for the nurse's ball? I don't know. I feel like that seems to be another big event that you'd want to tie that into. Yeah, to me, though, I almost... I don't like the violence. If it's sort of after the nurse's ball, I just want to get through all the cute little musical numbers, and then you can release a virus, right? <laughs> then you can release Yeah, <laughs> all right. And it was Kelly Girl, at Kelly Girl Runs on Twitter, said, this is me firmly in Franco's corner. And I was like, yeah, thank you, because I've been saying it for a while. Franco has changed and is trying to do the right thing. Jason and Sam won't let him be. Yeah, and, and even at the end of that, too, yeah. where uh, Jason just leaves Franco chained up. I'm like, all right, good luck getting back home. Yeah, like, like that's horrible. I mean, like, he's like, oh, someone's coming, so you're not going to die. But, like, still, it's like, Jake wants Franco at the party, too, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, uh, dude, uh, yeah. Jason, Franco had a boat and took you out to Cassadine Island. You're just going to just, like, so if you needed a pilot so bad to get you to Cassadine Island, so now you don't need it, you just need a boat, and you're going to just leave this guy mm-hmm. behind. Put a deposit down on that boat. He had to rent it. Come I on. Know. That's, that's just rude. And, and Franco's not rich like Jason. No, you know? not at all. I that's mean, the thing. Is Jason's just a crappy person now. You know, I have to you admit, uh, although I admit <laughs> I'm glad that they dropped that storyline about like Franco like, calling to get extensions from his credit card company. Well, I just need my credit limit increased. Like, I'm glad we've skipped those parts of those stories. I, I don't miss those. Yeah, Franco's finances are really not that <laughs> interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, and I don't you know, for some reason... Because they really played up there on, uh, like, on Twitter. They had a little promo with uh, Constance Tower saying, like, oh, yeah, yeah. you never know who you might. You know, like, kind yeah. of teasing her return. I also felt like I wasn't, like, surprised or, like, oh, my gosh, I wasn't, like, you've talked about Helena so many times. I was not surprised to see her pop up in a flashback. Yeah, and that's the thing is I hope she returns for real because, I mean, we expect the flashbacks, especially when they were on the island. And it's about what Jason and Jake saw. Like, yeah. <laughs> Why would you not see Helena there? Yeah, I was like, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling me Helena's, I, 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 the way that 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 tease of it setting out, I was expecting by the end of this week that we are seeing Helena live and well, present day, ready to like. And you're like, how the hell did she come back from what she was doing? Yeah. But as of yet, no, no. So they're teasing us. And Sawyer Olive says, after everyone sings, you're not alone. Release the virus. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man, yeah, get get ready uh, for the nurses ball. It's uh, I I will be ranting about that the following Sunday. Oh my word, that's that is just rant worthy material from beginning to end on that stuff. Great musical performances, no. but the whole conceit it drives me up a wall, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to come back and, and revisit it yet again. Yeah, <laughs> the, the red carpet stuff is what gets oh, me going. Oh mm-hmm. man, I, oh I can't. Uh, the other thing, as I teased, uh, the other thing that gets me going is any park footage. And it's been a while since the park has been so heavily featured, and the park came back with a vengeance this week. Oh, it yeah. was all over all the place. Uh, how did you feel that these park scenes fare to ones in the past? Honestly, they they upped their game. They must be listening to you, Frank. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> they, they weren't nearly as obviously just some, like, back lot like <laughs> little grass area they tried to at least make it look more like a park like but a different angle you know it still uh there are a couple moments where that chain link fence like just pops on up and i'm like oh man this is so trashy but the, i would say yeah, as much as i've griped about the park and it still bugs me to an extent but the valentine anna scenes were i thought uh, nice angles and shots of them amongst no. the trees and stuff i thought that was a that was a good deal 
I, I, I like those scenes in there. Yeah, and and I thought it actually seemed like they were running in the park. You know, yes. like some of the scenes are very much like, okay, well, you know, this is clearly just a patch of grass. <laughs> <laughs> well, because no. there was when uh, Nell and Michael meet yes, in the park, the... where they send uh, Avery and uh, Claudette. Pretty much, like it's so awkward as they kind of like <laughs> walk just across a little walkway, just to the other side. Yeah, like I feel like they, they're just like quickly like taken away by uh, like you know uh, the the PAs on set. All right, girls, come with me. All right, just come over here now. <laughs> like, it's like, it so it awkward. just so awkward. Oh, yeah, I'm like, um, you know, you maybe could have built and like YNR has a lovely little outdoor park set. You guys, you should get one of those because they or they had one. I don't know what happened to it. Yeah. Now they've decided to use outside. But, yeah, a lot of the chat is agreeing, you know, like our Melvin fan, Casey Hutchinson, saying, yeah, the outdoor scenes were better this week. Yeah, it's and there are so many other characters. I mean, we got Nell, we yeah. got Michael, we got Anna, Valentine, Andre, Finn, Hayden. Yeah, everybody was out Curtis showed up out there. Uh, yeah, so many people got out there. They touched that park. A lot of characters that hadn't been in the park before yeah. got a chance to see them in there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so exciting. Yeah, didn't we ask Chloe Lanier about the park? And she's like, oh, it's coming. Yes, it's coming. Can't wait. There you go. You know you've made it on GH when you get a park scene. They yeah. know, they know – because they're not going to invest a park scene. And so, well, except for – special. You no, know, they did it with uh, Aaron and oh, his coffee yeah. shop days. But uh, where <laughs> with my favorite walk-on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's I yeah. when they were going back and listening all of Sonny's properties and all yeah. his holdings. And they, they check out – they name-check Perks. And Perks. it's like, where's your, where's your boy Aaron? What's he doing these days? We have not seen or heard from him in forever. Yeah, I know. We were all hoping he was an undercover cop trying to get Sonny. Yeah, there's you know? so much. There's so much like thoughts that I think audience members like invested. Like this is what Aaron's deal is. But yeah, because we like knows? him. You know. Yeah. Well, never. Uh, and I mean, I felt like and, like the Christine's best extra ever. Yeah. <laughs> Christine's <laughs> potential yeah. relationships or exploring her sexual identity that just kind of died on the vine as well too. Uh, I mean, again, we've talked about this before, just a lot of characters, not a lot of time to give them some of the showcases that they deserve. Yeah, that is frustrating. Yeah, so going back to Anna and Valentine for a second, uh, even though, you know, it's Alex playing Anna right there, by the end of this week, it was getting really annoying how she, just like her interactions with Valentine, like that it took Valentine this long to figure out, it took him for Nina to clue him in that Anna's just playing him, because I was like, dude, Man, this is like Anna is being way over the top with you. Yeah, and that was the thing is I expected Valentine to be smarter, but at the same time, this actually, to me, this storyline makes Valentine a little bit more likable in a way because he really was in love with Anna. And, you know, this is goes back to a very painful part in his life when he didn't, you know, look like the super hot James Patrick Stewart we have now. And, you know, it, it makes him very likable that he was so taken in just because he has all this baggage from then. And it made him very human. I mean, mm-hmm. and we've seen that before, and that's why Valentine's such a good character is because you kind of like him even though he's supposed to be the villain. But, yeah, like, and, and I, you know, was like, there's no way this is Anna. I bet they're doing Alex. So I wasn't as frustrated. But I'm like, why? I mean, Andre's been calling Anna out on her crap on this at yeah. least. Because, yeah, like, this is so not her. So it's odd that Valentine didn't pick up on it. But, again, it's because he so desperately wanted it to be true. And we also see, because of that kind of blind eye there, that has caused, at least right now, a temporary wedge between Nina and Valentine. And for right now, they're kind of on the outs. Uh, Are you fine with them being on the outs for a little bit? I do imagine they're going to come back together. Yeah, that's the thing is I, I would like to see them not be on the outs for so long just because of, you know, again, Charlotte. And I like that Valentine said, you know, if not for me, for her, like she needs you. She loves you. And I liked that Nina made a strong choice and said, you know, I this is for her because I don't want her to see me be pathetic and go back, you know, after all this. But I do think that Nina wants realizing that Anna played him felt bad for him as she did before. And I think that's part of their thing is she is insecure about being cheated on because it's pretty well happened in most of her relationships, you know, some, uh, you know, emotional affair, even like with Franco and Elizabeth. And so I see her reservation, but it was good that we had that little moment with, uh, you know, Michelle Stafford, that look on her face where you're like, yeah, she sees, yeah, he wants to be with her. This was something that, you know, is going to devastate him. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks to uh, her boy uh, Curtis, 
the uh, the little the bug inside that she Anna planted inside mm-hmm. the watch is found. Yeah, which I did like. I feel like as soon as Anna, as soon as Curtis mentioned like to Nina, it's like whoa, whoa, whoa! I love that watch. And as soon as he picked it up at the ground, it's like all right, it's only a matter of time before that bug is fi- figured yeah. out. And our boy Curtis man figured it out. Look at him go. That's the thing is, um, I think Curtis is the new Jason. Like as far as the you know lovable like when we you know and this again, it's not comparing actors, but just when Steve Burton was in the role. Jason was a little bit more helpful and, you know, involved with more people and stuff like that. And, they, you know, kind of the one to figure things out. And, you know, that's sort of what Curtis has kind of turned into, like whether it's Nina or Hayden and Finn or things like that. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of that, I wondered this whole time why Jason never reached out to Curtis. Like, hey, can you come to Greece with me? Help me out on this. Yeah, that really annoyed me. Because that's the thing is Curtis makes Jason likable. I mean, their little bromance is really cool. I like yeah. that. He and Billy Miller have great chemistry. I'd rather see that than, again, the Jason versus Franco stuff. Yeah, it just yeah. – because, it, it, again, like, I feel like I'm hoping that the writers know how much the fans have responded to that, that pairing and are just you – know, Getting their way back to it because they've got other stuff to focus on right now. Because I feel like, man, don't since they since everything wrapped up with Olivia, we have not really seen them have any scenes together, and they were so good together. It's like, come on, guys, don't let the, the this. And this was like right here, just an obvious point where Curtis could be folded back into Jason's story to really solidify that friendship, and it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, and that's what's frustrating is sometimes, you know, I don't think, you know, it's just like Anna and Andre. I'm glad they finally brought that back around, and I got why it was kind of put on the back burner. But just like Curtis and Jason, let's not keep it on the back burner too long. We like these people together. Yeah. And speaking of Curtis, uh, tell me what you thought of this scene with him and Jordan. And then, of course, Valerie is there as well. And then Valerie and Jordan have a scene. And Valerie just lays into Jordan. It's like, you know, the reason you kind of sabotaged me with Curtis is that you really wanted him for yourself. Do you, uh, I have to admit, I, Jordan, because Jordan has a scene with uh, Alex, thinking that she's Anna, where Mm -hmm. she kind of thinks, like, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think it is true. I feel like she was throwing shade on on Curtis with Valerie. Yeah, I mean, I just felt like there was a connection between them, and she wanted, whether she consciously, consciously knew it or not, that she wanted to kind of keep Curtis for herself. Yeah, and what I did like is that with Jordan's conversation with Anna, and that, you know, Jordan really self-reflected there, and you don't see a lot of characters do that, and I was really glad for that, because Jordan can be very frustrating and a little too bitchy, but, like, with Curtis, she is more fun, and I like that, and I'm glad that they put them together, and yeah... I like that she even thought, she's like, did I? I mean, because it probably was on a subconscious level, is that she's always had feelings for Curtis, I think. And that, you know, it was interesting to see Valerie be the one to point that out, especially how that all went. Um, And it was nice to see Jordan have the self-reflective moment and still have her friendship with Anna. Yeah, although I did like how, yeah, yeah, you you definitely knew it wasn't Mm -hmm. the real Anna where she picks her Yes, you should just seize on it right now. Don't waste a moment. Just yep. and she's already picking up the phone, kind of looking at it, I'm like, like clearly uh, not interested yeah, in their friend. Yeah, like that's exactly. what I love is like Anna playing Alex is so funny because Anna is always listening to people's problems, like Dante and Nathan, like you know, you know, Jordan, Andre, everybody. But Alex is just like, God, I don't even know or care about these people. Like, and <laughs> it's funny. Like, Finola Hughes is just killing it. And it makes everything funnier in the way because it's like, yeah. And no one's picking up that this is not Anna by her lack of interest. I know. Even, like, the way that she, like, sits, like, in yeah. Kelly's. Which is all very prim and proper. And it's like, she's not, like, invested, leaning in, no. trying to, you know, relate to this person that she's talking to. Nope. She's like, how can I get back out? I need to get back to Valentine. I, <laughs> I need to find Chimera. I gotta find Chimera. Uh, I'm hoping that this Chimera has some big payoff. Please, after all this time that we've been doing this, please let it lead to something. I am so. I I, I don't like feeling gun shy about uh, story resolutions with GH, but yeah. I feel like these, too often in these past few years, the the payoff has been not worth it. Yeah, it's like. The Olivia Jerome, you know, reveal was interesting, but it took too long to get there. Yes. And then you had something like uh, Nell's reveal, not at all interesting and, you know, didn't make any sense really and was just seemed, I was shocked to find that it had been the plan from all along just because it seemed like they didn't know. And, you know, it's it's just, I'm the same way. I'm like, I hope this is good. I hope it's what I just wrote, the two Tale of Two Jasons, even though it's just a Ugh. One Life to Live storyline. That'd be cool. That'd be way better. Because uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, is, 
uh, Steve Burton, he, is he um, reoccurring or is he on contract still with uh, Young and the Restless? He is actually no longer with the Young and the Restless. He is gone. Yeah, he is gone. Oh, no. let's. So that's why. It's like, let's hmm. do it. All right, let's get him back yeah. on there. Uh, speaking of Nell, she makes a big choice this week to tell Nina that she is going to quit being a nanny because she does not feel comfortable on spying on Valentine. Which, of course, now at this point, it's like, well, it's kind of moot anyway, since yeah. you know we already know that he's getting played by Anna, and he's just finding out from Nina as well that same thing. So those services were no longer going to be required anyway. But then she has a little chat with more, uh, Mike, Michael, and <laughs> says, like, you know what, I think I'm going to leave Fort Charles. Even though it's my home, nobody will give me a job here. Because Carly knows everybody. I'm like, does she know everybody? I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, what you... And there's plenty of people who probably would hire Nell just to spite Carly. Because I'd imagine Carly is not liked by a lot of people. I'm sure she's I mean, she, irritated people. Yeah, she has, like, no female friends other than Olivia's maybe. And then you have Sam who tolerates her because of Jason. <laughs> that's true. Olivia's the only one who kind of actually likes her. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm pretty sure you could get a job from plenty of women just to spite Carly. And the fact that they even make that, and I'm like, no, you don't know how women work <laughs> uh, we end that scene with michael leaving and it looks like that's it now it's going to be leaving poor charles because there's really no hope with michael anymore and then she gets mugged and then thrown into the corner over some some uh, crates and stuff and now she's laying unconscious behind some crates <laughs> on the dock um eh. i know i'm like Again, this is one of those things that's like, why did they go this direction of making Nell a victim? Because this is what was so great about Nell, is that she never, I mean, was a victim in at all in this storyline. She was a victim of her father, and, like, that was endearing, but, but she never acted like one. Yeah. And that's why I liked how she went up against Sonny, went up against Bobby. She was fearless. And to take such a strong character and have her attack like that, I hope this isn't to make her a victim and so Michael comes running. And I feel like that's what they're doing. Oh. And it's like, ugh. you know, Nell's a strong woman. Let's just see them get together because Nell's actually trying to do the right thing, you know, instead of, yeah. I'd rather her become like some kind of uh, uh, urban vigilante. She's like, that's <laughs> it. I'm going to take back the night. She dons a costume, almost like I, I feel like I, I want to watch like a like a kick-ass with General Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> there you go with her just with some kind of costume on, going in trying to clean up the streets of Port Charles one night at a time. See, that would be interesting. And two, I'm like Nell would be a better fit for a, as a cop than Valerie. So yeah, <laughs> like, I know. And there was someone in the chat earlier. I think it was Casey Hutchinson who said, you know. Valerie's a character that just kind of needs to go. I mean, and the sad thing is she is a Spencer, but they just didn't know what to do with her. Yeah. And they don't really even mention she's a Spencer or put her with Bobby or anybody anymore. So, yeah. No, that's, I feel like putting her in the police department was just kind of the death knell. I rather would have her embrace the nursing side of the Spencer family and be in the hospital. Because at least that, as a nurse or whatever, just because that would put her, it, I think, showcase her a little bit better. Because, yeah. Man, it's uh, it is a shame for a character that you know had, came on really strong. Yeah, and had, you know, yeah. It's uh, I mean, I feel like it's been months since we've seen her, and I can't imagine that she, you know, yeah, I, I don't know what writers have planned for her right now. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is there's just too many people on canvas that they don't seem to know what to do with them, or they're making weird choices like with Nell. I mean, yeah, I could deal with a vigilante or something more interesting than just you know. And a lot of people don't even feel bad for now. Wow, that, that's kind of mean. Oh, wow. No. Yeah. No. Uh, nobody, nobody, nobody deserves to get mugged, guys. Oh, come, come on. Come on. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, uh, but I'll be curious to see what, what that does and what, where, the, where the story goes from there. I, it's, I don't know. I, it's weird for me to, to see why she has a justification for wanting to stay there. Other than that, I know that the writers really like that actress. Yeah. I, and I guess, you know, they wouldn't be keeping around if they didn't have material for her, I assume. But I'm just wondering what it may be because, at least for in, in world, that character would feel like, all right, I've burned every bridge in this town. Let me just move on to the next one. And they even kind of acknowledge it a little bit in her conversation with Michael. I should just yeah. go to a new town and have new relationships and not have to worry about all, everything that, you know, it's like it's a clean slate. Yeah, and that's what I like is at least her character is very aware of this and was trying to do. And that's the thing is it's kind of hard not to root for Nell because she is self-aware. And, you know, kind of like how Franco became, they they are people who have changed. And, and I notice it's, it's really funny sometimes the fans' response of, like, these characters like Nell and Franco 
have changed and have grown, just like Julian before the whole knife incident. Yeah. And you're like, okay, so they're exhibiting this, and yet people still just don't forgive them on canvas on you know in the chat in the you know twitter and soap twitter which is a thing apparently and <laughs> and then i'm just like but then you have characters like sunny and carly who are literally the worst people on the planet like i mean and the thing is is i just don't get it i mean why the fan reception as well as just the shows you know writing and the reception of some of these characters it's kind of frustrating you're like oh, they're no worse than they are like yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, again, it just change. irritated me yeah. so much with Carly and her hatred towards Nell, and certainly justified yeah. for what, what was happening. But also, I felt like she only name checked her past to to just like kind of like maybe like a little a, a brief touch of like, oh yeah, I understand. Yeah. And, but I also thought it, was, it never really like dwelled on. Like, and, and that's the frustrating part is the Nell storyline should have propelled Carly for a deep self reflection, and it didn't. And that's on the writers. I mean, because this is the thing, is Carly's getting her karma. I mean, I wish a lot of characters on there would kind of get that. But th- this yeah. really could have been a good storyline. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it never happened there. Uh, and, you know, again, you're bringing up the, uh, the no. Julian and Alexis stuff. And I yeah. feel like right now, if you've set the point where you've taken Julian and Alexis to that point where he was holding a knife to her throat... And now you're playing it as like a, just like a, a tragic love story that had yeah, gone wrong. Uh, where even like like Jordan is having that discussion with yeah, Alexis, like, like what? what is wrong with you? <laughs> yes. Like that was even though I like Alexis and Julian together, and to be honest, I'm like the their explanation of the knife thing was dumb, but I'll just buy it because I like Julian. Whatever, I'll admit I'm just buying it for for that right. sake. But the thing is, is, I loved Jordan being like, what is wrong with you? It was so funny. It, it was, like, totally inappropriate. But, like, it was, like, great. Somebody's saying it. Well, and I feel like the other yeah. thing that's bugging me about that is that Alexis is just not verbalizing her feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, right or wrong, how are, just mm-hmm. say how you feel. And if you want to be with Julian, despite everything that's happened in your past, that is your choice. Uh, it's uh, you, friends and family. Uh, mm-hmm. People in Port Charles may not agree with that choice. But, I mean, I just feel like you, you just have to own it. And I'm getting tired of everybody yelling at Alexis or questioning her and her just kind of sidestepping the issue or not really saying how she really feels. Hmm. It just gets like, just just own it. I don't agree with the choice. And I feel like you, once you've gone to this far with these characters, like, I can't, you can pretty much do anything with any relationship. No. If you want, if the writers want it bad enough, they can push these characters to the brink and then bring them back. Oh, well, I, as a fan, can't get on board with it. But I feel like it's just a writer, a writerly exercise. How far you can take a character and still try to redeem them. And I think that's the thing is, you know, General Hospital has a track record with doing things like that. I mean, Luke and Laura, how it started off. I mean, so that is the thing is, again, with um, with Julian and Alexis, there's nothing that has happened in the relationship that hasn't happened on the show before with characters who have gotten back together ten times. And I think that's the thing is... It is a horrible thing, but it is the one thing, really, that is looming over their head in a lot of ways, is all the stuff that happened during that period. So it's kind of one of those things, it's like, you know, if Sonny and Carly can get back together, I mean, he shot her in the head, I mean, he blew up Christina, He, you know, not her kid, but still, a kid. Um, Michael got shot in the head, Morgan was blown up as well, and, you know, presumed dead, and all just the way he talks to her, things like that, as bad as what Julian did, if people can stomach Sonny and Carly, I don't see that there's any difference. You know, yeah. it's except a matter of this was horrible, but it was really like a one-time thing and not a series of, you know, and again, that, that may be, you know, they may be the new Sonny and Carly where they do that crap like every two years. But <sighs> I hope not. I hope it's just like, okay, yeah, she clearly loves this man. He's really hot. Okay, you know what? As long as he doesn't hold a knife to her throat again, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, just from the teasers for next week, we do see uh, Julian uh, being seem like an offer for a mm-hmm. way to get him released right away. So mm-hmm. there could be the possibility of everything that's been happening is kind of being just kind of written away. And so having him just back, you know, free free willing and single uh, in Port Charles, and then and I think it's just no. a matter of time before they get back together again. Hooray! I yeah. I. I feel like those characters are too broken for me. I can't, I, I'm not rooting for them to get back together at all. It seems weird for me to like, yeah, he, he put a knife through her throat, no matter what the reasons. Like, but I want them back together. I love them so much. It is one of those things where I'd like, 
I don't have a problem with them getting back together down the line, but at this point in their lives, they don't need to be together. They both need to reflect on all the crap that happened. And, you know, because Alexis is a strong woman. And again, it comes down to, I want to see Alexis, you know, as she's taking control of her drinking. We're not, Mm -hmm. you know, she's talking about going to AA and stuff like that. That's great. But the thing about AA is you're not supposed to get in a relationship while you're in it. And so I want that to be... What she says is yeah. like, you know what? I, I obviously do have feelings for you, but she needs to be the one to make the smart choice. Please do. Yeah. Please, well, so far, these choices for these characters have not been the smartest. Mm. Um, one other storyline uh, that we'll get to as we're getting close to wrapping up here is the uh, Finn, Hayden, Brad, and the uh, the drug testing. <laughs> which, <laughs> oh my god! This why it took so long for people to figure out that hey, wait a minute, maybe Brad's involved with this. Who is the one person that is repeatedly spouted dislike and, and hatred about Finn and uh, and the soul situation and about him being gypped out of his condo. Man, oh, if I had to hear Brad talk about one more time about this condo, like, please, you're already, he's already uh, unsympathetic enough. Please don't keep hammering this condo because this is not endearing at all. Uh, but uh, that it took him this long to figure out, like, how did anybody not figure out from the, from the first time that when Griffin handed Brad these drug tests, that's the way that Brad has been talking about Finn, that with the mistake, the tests come back positive, that, oh, wait a minute, maybe this guy might be involved. Yeah, you know, Griffin is really adorable. I actually called him by his name. Um, I'm sorry, Dr. Hot Priest <sighs> um, is adorable, but he is very naive. That's part of what makes him so cute. But, yeah, he. I mean, that's the thing, is you really didn't see the way that Brad is with Finn. He's always, you know, after him, wanting to get him fired. You don't think he would tamper? I mean, in two, he doesn't, Dr. Hot Priest doesn't have the history of knowing Brad screwing with stuff. So, yeah. it, the first one I could have been like, but when Finn is like, no, insistent that he was clean, that's when you should have started, like, questioning. Because while, you know, Dr. Hot Priest and Finn have had their issues, he should respect him as a doctor enough to believe him. Yeah, it, it's just, yeah. <laughs> especially at the th- right before the third test, when they were kind of setting it up for Brad, and he just goes off on them. It's like, you know, if I was in Brad's position and I saw like, the third test was going through, I would not, I would play my cards cool. Why would yeah. you go off about this and then also sabotage the test? You're only going to make yourself look so guilty. And that's the thing is Brad's smarter than this. I don't like this storyline because it. Brad had, again, this is another character who grew as a person. Mm-hmm. We saw it. He was doing so much better. There was no logic. I mean, they've thrown this stupid condo thing, like you said, in oh. there. But that's not logical that someone would be that upset. Because, too, Finn saved the hospital with that money. It's not like he, <laughs> if Finn had taken the money and was living the high life, you know, I could see him being mad, but the fact that he used the money to save the hospital makes this stupid. Oh, it, is, it is so crazy to me. And yeah. also frustrating, and who knows what Ryan mm-hmm. Carden's schedule is, whatever, yeah. but that uh, we can't... I want to hear, Ryan, I wanna hear uh, 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 Ryan come in and just tell Brad, like, hey, uh, at Lucas, uh, Lucas should come in and tell Brad, like, let, let's, let's forget a condo. Let's mm-hmm. just forget it. We can find another place to live. There's mm-hmm. many other condos in Port Charles yeah. that we can find. I have no doubt. Just calm him down because this is I feel like as you're saying like this yeah. is where Brad went to also just default back to this without having any sort of tension without without his, being able, Lucas being able to see this like I don't know it's like what's the point and that's what's frustrating is I mean people are talking you know like seriously I Ryan Carnes is a busy man I see it all the time but let's get him in here at least for like one or two scenes just to be like, hey, dude, chill, because that's obviously what Brad needs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we do find out, though, that the tests, they uh, Hayden, Finn, and Griffin concoct a plan to kind of hopefully catch Brad in the act. Mm. And so they use Hayden's uh, blood for the test and find out, though, during the testing that uh, – or her, Hayden's urine for the test. And they find out, oh, wait, guess what? You're pregnant. Mm. And uh, now they've got to decide what are they going to do with this uh, this baby, this potential baby that they they may have. I'm just kind of frustrated that it's just like this, this. This is a couple that just needs to be. Why do we have to put yet another drama? Just let them pee for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my God, like you know, he's dying, she's dying. Um, he's got a drug problem. I mean, like, have they ever not had drama? No. So I don't know. I is well, I guess we'll decide. Uh, we'll we'll find out soon if Hayden keeps the baby or not. Uh, who knows? 
Uh, I, I don't know. This is probably like the least. I don't know. I, I'm not excited by this kind of little uh, tweak to the story. Yeah. Like, mm, I want to see them talking about a baby or worrying about a baby. Mm, I don't you know, know, I thought we were done with babies once Lulu found out she had Charlotte. Like, oh, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, one other character that, even though I'm not a huge fan of this character, but I still don't like the way that she's being written on the show, mm-hmm. is Amy, our good old uh, nurse there. Yeah, that's my thing, is like, I feel bad for the actress playing her because, I mean, they give her some crap material. I mean, they make her come off as such a bitch. Yeah. I mean, and just like, it's hard to root for the character. And, and I'm like, why would you do that? Like, just her just coming in, trashing Maxie, and then what she says about her to Nathan. I'm just like, are we supposed to like her? I mean, uh, God. It's frustrating because I also, the, the thing that they keep harping on her is because she had that scene, oh, maybe it was a month ago, maybe with Dylan back at Kelly's, where they're going to be planning their, was it their high school reunion or whatever? Their yeah. Reunion, some uh, some kind of reunion that they're going to be yeah. planning together. And, uh, and they and they play off that Amy at the end of that scene is so devastated when she finds out that uh, Dylan is with Kiki, and she runs off on a phone call and she's in tears because first yeah. she thought like oh my gosh we're going to connect and we're going to be in love and it's going to be great, and then now they have this beat where she's with Nathan and at the end of it takes this picture with Maxie and Nathan and then rips off Maxie's side and just keeps Nathan's side, so the idea that every two every, that we're seeing it continuously scenes with her with attractive men yearning for them. Wanting to be uh, pursued by them or be in a relationship with them, and then like is she being set up to be some kind of weird uh, obsessive stalker type? Yeah, and that's what I worry about too. Is like, where are they going with this storyline? Is that she's going to stalk Nathan, and that maybe that's what propels Maxie to come back? I I don't know, and I'm like, I, I don't like that they're writing this for her. I mean, yeah. again, it's kind of crappy to give you know this you know actress like oh she's a bitch she's a stalker you know nobody likes her you know and like that's that's not cool like i'm sorry uh, yeah and two it's like okay so how are us fans supposed to like endear with this character because most characters have different sides or you know yeah, and you like, get it yeah yeah this was the first time i felt like we saw a little bit more of amy when she's just having that conversation with nathan just about life and giving good advice yeah uh, yeah and that was nice it's like yeah. you have this one little scene and then you have the like, well, that just ruined it. <laughs> when she did yeah. that, because like, at first I thought, like, hey, maybe she's going to do something nice and try to get yeah. Maxie to come back for Nathan yeah. for the nurse as well. Like, that was the deal. But then when she does the rip, like you're saying, I'm like, oh, man. You're like, oh, All it right. would have been great if she had, like, called and, like, you know, Maxie needs to come back. Like, and then you're like, oh, we, well, I like this character. Yeah. And then it's like, nope, she's crazy. Yeah, so, like, oh. I like. Casey Hutchinson said, they said she was supposed to be Amy Vining 2.0, but Amy 1.0 gossiping was adorable. Amy 2.0 is just a bitch. <laughs> yeah. It, she is terrible with her interaction with people. She doesn't pick up on social cues. Yeah. So awkward. And now we're treating her some like, you know, she's just desperate to be with a man and will stalk anybody that shows any sort of like interest or kindness towards her. I'm like, oh, come on. That's not... That's not a character I want to be seeing. You can write better than that. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is I'm like, it's very one-dimensional writing. Uh, yeah, like Felisa Gutierrez in the chat says, Amy's storyline is just out of the blue, too. It's like, it, yeah. Because I, I, it seems so weird. Like, it popped up a couple of months ago with that conversation with Dylan and, and Kelly's, and then we never saw it again until this moment. Yeah, and, too, the Dylan thing actually would have been interesting because you do see, like, with Dylan and Kiki, they're really nice. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I could see Kiki, you know, not being bothered by that or being like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. You know, want, like, you, know you want to hang out with us? I'm like, that would have been, like, a good thing because mm-hmm. I get her being a little sad because she had had a crush on Dylan. That was not as bad as say this, and then you're like, oh well, yeah, that that's crazy town. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, I wonder how. Well, now that we have Nathan volunteering to help at the nurses' ball, since Amy's going to be picking up the slack that Maxie doesn't have, I, uh, I guess we're going to see more of this Amy and Nathan stuff. Hooray! I hope not. I mean, yeah, because that's the thing. Is I'm like, I don't want. You know, Ryan Pavey deserves better, too. Um, you know, like this Risa Dorkin who plays Amy. Thank you, Casey, for giving us her name. These, you know, people on here deserve better material than this. Sorry. You know, they're good actors. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, as we're getting ready to wrap up, the one thing that's kind of bugging me about that point, too, is that Nathan talks to Amy about, like, well, you know, Maxie's home is there. Her, her mm-hmm. daughter's there. Uh, she's yeah. got her career's there. At no point does Nathan feel like, uh, do, I have a, a, do I have any other place in Maxie's life? 
the question should be, well, why am I still here in Port Charles? Why don't I just move out to Portland? Yeah, exactly. And be with, be with her. Why he's never thinking, like, I can just get a job at the Portland Police Department and we can be together out there. Yeah, that's the thing is, being a cop, it's actually really easy to move well, and get a job. I mean, because they're always looking for police officers in a lot of places. And I know Portland's pretty low crime in a lot of ways, but yeah. still, you know... I don't know why that's never even crossed the mind. You know? Yeah, nobody mentions that at all. No. Why don't you just move out there with him? He's just like, oh, when's Maxie going to come back? What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also don't find, do you feel like they did a little, little beat there where, where Nathan mm-hmm. is on the phone and looks over and he, the place is trashed? <laughs> I, I don't buy that Nathan would have let the place go to no, the pot like that. No, because Maxie, and that's the thing too, is did they forget Maxie's the dirty one, not Nathan. Nathan is very clean. You know, that was one of the things in the beginning of the relationship is like Nathan's very clean and proper. So, the, again, there are some times where I'm like, do you even watch the show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. Look at that. Uh, hopefully we mm-hmm. filled in. Uh, well, we can only hope to partially deliver the entertainment and the excitement that James Lott Jr., Papa Bear himself, can deliver on a weekly basis. But we try our best. But in the meantime, folks, the fun doesn't stop here. Just get started. You can like us on Facebook. Just a uh, mere 500 away from that uh, that mythical 2,000 likes. That is like finding a unicorn, <laughs> uh, that, that 2,000th like. Uh, you can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us a thumbs up. Thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. It was great to be back here and hearing all your thoughts, folks. We're looking forward to doing it again next week. If you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show's over, though, Lucretia, where can they find you? You guys can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the Internet since there is only one. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. Folks, thank you so much for joining us here on the GH Report. We'll see you back here next Sunday for an all-new helping of all the latest in Port Charles right here on FBBuzz TV. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.